I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. And, and, and we had a long talk about it, and she finally... Got him back. What started is what he was not allowed to go and accompany her at BYU uh, Education That's right. Week. Yes, and and it's like, wow, nobody asked me. And actually, I couldn't either because they had it was temple back in those rules. Yeah, and I said, first of all, how does how do people know? Maybe I got a full on temple record. Maybe I got two. I mean, maybe people don't know. <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> no, um, I feel you. That gets frustrating. And I can hear you. And by the way, I understand Hello. feeling – I call it overexposed. Yeah. Um, if I have a lot of overexposure like you're doing, guest stuff and performing, I, I'll shut down and then Brian uh, will be like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm overexposed. I'm, I, I, I don't. Wow. So, um, and I'm not you. So no, no, that's good. So, what are we doing first? Okay, we're going to talk now. First, the 25 minute interview. Okay. Then we're going to hop downstairs okay. into the reception area. Oh, and do a FaceTime and line. Do the FaceTime line. Okay. And we're going to give away five pairs of tickets oh. to your opening night. Wow, man. That's kind of cool. You ready, sexy man? Um, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <clears throat> okay, ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. And welcome to this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman. Should I say my favorite composer, my favorite musician is in house? That would be Kurt Bester. Kurt, thank you so much for coming back in studio. It is great to be here, and thank you for that sweet introduction. Mm-hmm. I'm, I love to be your favorite. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the years of friendship we have. It has everything for me to do with how your music is. Is, is this a word or an adjective or an adverb? Transportive? The, the sense that the music that yeah. you compose, music not only that is Christmas-oriented, but other music um, is yeah. so beautiful. It creates so much imagery and and really takes me from the here and now to somewhere else. Well, I, I take that as a compliment because that's really my intent is is I think that music can and should transport us. Um, it's not always pretty, although my music has a tendency to be pretty. Yeah, but, your music is always pretty. But, but, but well, I, and, and I, you know what's funny is I like to go there yeah. because sometimes my actual life – is is sometimes messy and and I'm angry and I got a ticket and I'm sick. Mm-hmm. And so the place I want to go, the fact this just happened the other night. I was not in a great mood and I got a little snippy with my 10-year-old daughter and I felt bad about it. And so because I, I got upset and then I thought, oh, what am I doing? You know, and so I kind of excused myself. I said, dad needs a little time away. I went downstairs and and just wrote some music. Because that's kind of – I can trust that. And and it took me to a nice place and then I went back upstairs and I apologized and all was well in the world. But, boy, that was a long story to say, yes, I like you to know. transport not only people <laughs> but I like transporting myself. Well, it's very relatable and, and um, you know, they talk about the six senses, the ability to see, the ability um, to, you know, smell and to hear – 
and and to me, music is another sense. And so when you say for you as a musician, it provides a, a way for you to express yourself emotionally and to escape. It is the same for all of us in terms, maybe we're not musicians or artists, but we're always looking yeah. for a healthy way well, to not, kind of manage those experiences because life right. is hectic on a regular basis. No, it is for sure. I, I, I actually think about this a lot. I think about what, you know, what is it about music? You know, it's it's an audio thing. So it's our audio senses, but it's the other senses. It's the, well, I'll say heart in a poetic mm-hmm. way, or heart, soul, or, sure. or soul, mm-hmm. whatever. It's it's, and I've come to the conclusion that that music is how, um, it's kind of the essence of who we are. When a baby cries, you hear the mama, mama. You hear this little melody. melody yeah. When 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 we want our babies to feel better, we sing to them. Uh, when when people want to to get unstressed after a long day they put on some music um and i think we express ourselves so it kind of music is kind of that thing it's that thing that is the the essence of who we are um and you see it when somebody plays guitar when he plays sax or when when somebody sings an amazing song you see them pouring out what do we say we pouring out our soul and so i'm the opposite i put pour into your soul i take music and i put it in so I, I, it's an interesting thing that I don't, don't quite sure I understand, but I'm kind of glad I'm involved in the process. Well, I'm really glad you are too. And, and the big focus for me right now, I know that you compose music all year long. You're you know, a great conductor as well, um, record producer, but we have Christmas. And here we are at the end of October, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, speaking of a little stress, because the big performances are coming up for you. But I need to know some of these basics. Mm. So a Kurt Bester's Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Tell us, okay, it's December 12th is opening night at the Eccles Theater. Right. Yeah, this is 32nd year. Uh, for the last three years, I've been doing the Eccles Theater. Before that, I used to do it at Bravanel. And uh, the opening night is Thursday. That's also the crazy day because we arrive at 12 in the afternoon and I rehearse straight through until the show opens at 730. On Thursday at 730, it starts uh, Friday and Saturday, 8. But um, it is a crazy, crazy day. The preparation that I do starts like in July, getting music ready, choosing the songs. Uh, this year, I've got some special uh, new musicians in the band that I haven't had, so i got to oh. practice with them. In fact, my drummer right now. Carlos? Uh, no, Carlitos no. is Carlitos. my bass player. Okay, great. Thank you. He, and he's coming back. But my drummer... Um, unfortunately, uh, Eric Valentine's been with me for ugh, 15 years. He had to, uh, unfortunately say that he was, he was booked this year with an album projects he's doing. He felt really bad about it because he really loves to come Salt Lake. So I was a little nervous because I've had this guy that I can trust. Who's extraordinary. Who's amazing. Sure. Who's amazing. Well, uh, Carlitos, my bass player said, Oh man, I'm so sorry that Eric can't come this year, but I have somebody for you that mm. would love to do the show. And I said, well, what's his name? And his name's Donald. And I said, well, who does he play with? He says, well, <clears throat> he's on the road right now with Lady Gaga. But when he's done, um, maybe you could call him. So I, I did. And he was excited to come to Salt Lake. And so when he's done with uh, Lady Gaga, then he can work with um, – if she's Lady Gaga, I'm Sir Kurt, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How extraordinary is that? Yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, look, if you pay him, they come. But he, yeah, Carlitos told him – and I appreciate this about my band. He said, look, look, man – 
Carlitos is from Cuba. He said, I, I, you, this is not like any gig you do. This is, this is, you go to Salt Lake. It's a beautiful place. Sometimes it snows. It's wonderful. And the people are great. And Kurt has this show that I love to play and you'll love it too. So Carlitos kind of sold him on it. Well, and may I also say as someone who is not a musician, but just someone who absolutely loves music, right? As a DJ, this has been a part of my life. And I think I first started taking and ditching out of piano lessons when I was about nine <laughs> or 10. Um, but that you, honor your band beautifully and often band members orchestra members are in the shadows or down below and they perform out of their love and their skill and their passion but they are equal members to you on stage and so for me when I would bring my children when they're a little bit younger um, it was great because they could see what a bass player is doing the the horns the flute the the, you know the percussion and they were it's just extraordinary well you know I, I, I recognize the value of as a composer if I don't have musicians I just have a piece of sheet music and it and, and 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 it doesn't sound like anything so I need people to play my music I mean yes I could do a solo piano concert and I've done those but but I love taking my brain and and putting out an oboe part or putting out a bass part or guitar part and then having those people add to it so I write these songs I do these arrangements and then somebody like Mike Dowdle on guitar takes it to the next level so it's really I mean, can you imagine if you were like, say, say you're an artist like Michelangelo or something? Well, let's not say that. Let's just like a normal artist, mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 you paint something, but but imagine that all the paint colors are more vibrant. Are more vibrant yes. in another that like so. Music is interesting that way. Um, other arts you can do by yourself. Uh, I, I it's a collaborative thing. Music is so. I'm that's glad why, you mentioned Michael Dowdle, by the way. Yeah, yeah. because he'll, he'll if be you love rock and roll guitar and you love classical guitar and you love Spanish guitar, acoustical guitar, Michael Dowdle can do it all, yeah. and he does it so incredibly. He does, yeah. and, and I'm grateful that he's that he's back this year. I get nervous because he's really he plays in a successful band now that travels around, and does corporate concerts and all over the world. And so when I call, it's like I have my fingers crossed. Hi, hey, Mike. Michael, can can you make year thirty two? And luckily, he he leaves a place in my uh, in his schedule for me. So we've talked about for those who've just joined us. This is Kurt Pastor. His voice is resonant and recognizable as um, Mr. Christmas, uh, the man who actually took the the Christmas songs we grew up listening to and brought a whole new interpretation and recorded them instrumentally. And that changed everything 34 years ago. And you said this is your 32nd Christmas yeah, concert. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of thir- getting my timing. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, I, yeah. it's, it, it was, I don't know, I never really thought that, I, that this sort of thing would happen. I mean, I never really thought that I would be doing this. Well, what's really kind of fun for me and now, and, and I'm being more reflective these days, is when, when I meet people um, who who are a lot younger than I am, who are, who are not even 34 years old. And they say, oh, yeah, yeah, when I grew up, my parents would always put on your album. That was kind of what we did. That was one of the albums. And I think everybody who's listening probably um, – an heiress Christmas. Or- well, I mean, not not my stuff, but okay. I'm saying I grew up with with the Firestone Christmas album. So there's Johnny Mathis and Frank Sinatra. And, yeah, all those guys. Then um, Anna Marie Alberghetti. I mean, all, I remember these names, and they would sing these songs. Uh, Harry Simone and and Little Drummer Boy, mm-hmm. um, and that sound. Every time my parents would put that on, I would get it. It would just feel like Christmas for me now to have people who are younger saying, "That's what makes me think of Christmas." 
it, it's Surreal. it's it's kind of yeah. It's like this iconic place that I don't think I deserve to be, but I'm glad I am. Well, and we're glad too. For 32 years, you've been bringing um, that music. That have you? There's multiple Christmas albums, by the way. How many Christmas albums do you have? You know, I can't count them. I I'm more than one hand. I'm trying to think. Uh, I have I have like the recognizable ones, like Eris Christmas One and Two, and they were miss. They were relabeled something else. So now they're called Kerbester Christmas Collection Volume One, Volume Two. Then there was Noel. Uh, which has the sleigh on the front. Then I did a solo piano album. So that's, and then I did one called By Request. There was, there's five, but I've really done about eight. I just can't remember the, what the other ones are. <laughs> but you bring those, and, and we can't hear all of the numbers during a Kerpester Christmas, but each year you look back at years past and say, okay, here's a number I haven't performed for a while. I want to bring that to the stage. You also compose, and, and if I'm not using the correct lingo, I apologize, you recompose. Like you'll, we'll hear that, oh, I remember this from the Noel album. Oh, but it's sounding slightly more um, uh, Cuban, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, a, you know, you might put a different, right. a different cultural feel so, to sometimes, it. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I'll do that with the original song. In other yeah. words, I take the song from Eris Christmas, and I'll kind of just change it because I've, I'm different than I was 34 sure. years ago. Other times I'll take the same song. Like I did uh, Bring a Torch, Jeanette Isabella on the second Heiress Christmas. And then later on when I did Noel, I kind of wanted to do the song again. So I just called it Un Flambeau, Jeanette Isabelle, for the French name. And I did a whole new arrangement of the very same song. Which is my favorite song out of all of your, in, uh, of your um, help me. Out of all of your hits. hits, right? I'm like, <laughs> instrumentations. Yeah. Um, that song speaks to me. I just love, I uh, love thanks. that song. Fun uh, one to play. It's a fun one torch. to play. And mm. every year when I put the show together, uh, I, I run into this conundrum where it's like, oh, I want to do new stuff. But then everybody goes, well, we came to hear the songs we know. It's kind of like people going to see James Taylor and he's not doing, you know. I see fire and rain. Yeah. And yeah. if he doesn't do that, people get upset. Yeah. You've got a friend. Um, Come on, you know, James. <laughs> so so I have to kind of factor that in. Actually, I'm, I'm planning this week to do something. I want, I'm going to put out a little survey because I still haven't got the show totally put together. I'm going to put out a survey and I'm going to ask people, you know, so you help me plan the show. Tell me what is the one song that you came to hear because I really want to make sure that I play the songs. I can't do every song on every concert, so I have to choose the ones that speak to people while at the same time doing some new stuff. And luckily, I, when I have my special guests, they're the ones I get to do new music for. Do we year. get to talk about your special guests? Because absolutely. Woof, no, absolutely. What talent. You know, and, and it's funny. I, I, my, my wife said to me when she saw the picture of my guest on the internet, she goes, um, darling, he's my, very my, cute. He's very cute. Are you a little worried that you know you're going to be on the same uh, same stage? And I said, well, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> um, you know, I've been on stage with young children. I've been on stage with all the things you're not supposed to. You know, I haven't had animals on stage, but I just surround myself with great people. And this year's special guest is is no different. If anybody here saw the um, is it the 90th birthday of the. Uh, uh, Latter-day Saint prophet, uh, President, Nelson. Nelson. President Nelson, if you saw the, his birthday party, my, my special guest this year played a very pivotal role singing Bring Him Home oh. from Les Miserables. And it was a stunning part of the show. And I was, and I had already asked him to be in my show, and I thought, oh, good job, Kurt, good job, you got a good. Yeah, that when his performance was it not a duet too? Or well, he that did, was another my the prayer. 
Actually, he did the prayer with Donny Osmond. Okay. But we haven't said his name. His name is Nathan Pacheco. Yeah. So in case you're wondering who you're talking about. Trained operatically. Yeah. In addition. I mean, his voice yeah. is yeah. so incredibly beautiful. And I've arranged I Wonder As I Wander for him, mm. which is really truly an, an amazing American uh, carol that uh, that I've done. That's This is about the fourth time I've arranged that song. It's so, kind of melancholic. It is Isn't melancholy. It? And it, it, it's a weird song because it ends with an up an up thing. So like, you know, I wonder, it's like, wait, didn't end. Yeah. And it, so it feels like you just keep going. And, and I love the fact that whoever wrote the song and I can't, it, was, it actually came out of the Appalachian area. So they think it's, it's been, they, they, the story is that this gentleman went into the Appalachia part of America and he was, a, he was a song, um, collector, like a music archaeologist sure. and an ethnomusicologist. He went in and he would write down the songs that these people would be singing in the holler as they were, you know, doing their chores so and so forth. So you can hear the harmonica playing. Yeah, yes. and a little 12-year-old girl, maybe 14, a young girl, started singing this song. And it's, it was a common song among the people at Christmas time. And he wrote down the melody. There weren't lyrics uh, that she that he could understand because she was singing in that real deep brogue. So um, anyway, to cut a long story short, um, he wrote it down, then went and reworked it a little bit, put some lyrics with it, and now we know that song. But I love the fact that it came from the the backwoods and yeah, it's an American. It's, it's interesting girl. that you would bring that up because I'm I'm actually reading a book about the Appalachians right now, oh, cool. and um, so anyways, quite extraordinary. Yeah. A lot of Scottish Irish um, migrated, and to that's that why a lot of people, yeah, they, people. Yeah. Uh, relate to that music as they do Celtic music because it comes out of the same place. Mm-hmm. So, um, and there's a certain scale that they use in Celtic music Discordant. that is mm-hmm. quite, um, quite simple actually and can be played on like just the black keys. Um, they call it a pentatonic scale for those at home t- keeping score. And um, Just in case we get on Jeopardy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what is the pentatonic scale? Um, so anyway, uh, it, but, but that music resonates with me. And actually, as we talk about why I choose the songs I choose, I tend to choose the ones that are kind of timeless. You're not going to hear me very often do, oh, I don't know, some of those American current songs, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do Christmas oranges or whatever. Um, I, but, I, I, but I will do uh, songs like uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, those old songs, um, or – you know, joy to the world. Well, I've done that. One thing I, you know, I just spoke at a, an event not too long ago and um, I talked about the power of music and talked about um, how these songs, in particular Christmas songs, and people go commercialism. I, I, I've worked in Christmas music, not as long as you, um, but for a number of years. You've been spinning it's, it's, it for a while. Yeah, it's not about commercialism. It is about the ability for that music to. It's almost like looking at old Polaroids. Mm -hmm. And so you'll hear a song. You you talked about this in the beginning of the interview. For those who just joined us, this is musician and composer, uh, pianist, um, Kurt Bester, his concert, A Kurt Bester Christmas. It's coming December 12th through 14th at Eccles Theater, downtown Salt Lake City. You can get the tickets at artix.com. So uh, um, hop on over there. Or Kurt Bester. Thank you. Can you say that again? Artix.org. Artix.org. Thank you. A-R-A-R-T. And then a T again. T-I-X.org. Art. 
ticks.org uh, right. or you can go to kurtpester.com and that'll take us to uh, where we need to be. Um, and now I can't remember what I was saying, that, but that's okay. Well, you're talk, we're talking about Christmas music and oh, how yes. when you when you hear Christmas music. Memories. Yeah, the memories come flooding back and, and we kind of start out the. the when, as a little child. And, mm-hmm. and I'm glad. I, for me, life is, is hectic and busy. And whether it be politics or personal health challenges or whatever, family life, um, it's, 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 life is, it's difficult. Yeah. But for a bit of time, Christmas music, to, in my opinion, puts a hush um, on that and distills the importance of a childhood dreams, of family, of faith, of love of our fellow man, of giving and mm-hmm. charity, these things that are so beautiful about humanity and mankind. And and I'm grateful that we can pause. I'm sensitive to that there are different faith traditions and not everyone. Um, but, but I do appreciate, from my personal viewpoint, working in music um, uh, as a DJ, I love that the requests come in and almost always it's because this song sure. reminds me of my family member or my friend who is no longer with us anymore or yeah. reminds me of a more tender, precious, magical time. And and that's where we again go transportive. So when you say you bring the songs from over the decades and the old songs that have been with us for centuries, yeah. it is a beautiful effect. I mean, the lights mm-hmm. are twinkling above an Eccles Theater because of its experience. Yeah, design, I love I love that actually, and and you know you speak of lights. Um, it reminds me of my family, my Christmas family, <clears throat> at the at uh, Eccles. You know, I've got people backstage. I've got my road manager. I've got my tour manager. I have my musicians. This year, there's actually going to be a very special moment happen in the show. Uh, the guy who's done lighting for me for years and years and years, we call him Frog. Uh, Gary Justison passed away, and and. So we're going to have a moment um, that I'm scripting right now where I'm probably going to just take all the professional lighting out and just let it look normal. Like let it and just say we're going to we're going to play one song without and 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 and, and honor our friend who we lost this year. Mm. Um, last year I did a song dedicated to my father um, who was suffering and uh, with dementia and had and 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 I did a thing where I played trumpet and we showed him uh, up in the back and it is uh, it's. That family feeling among my crew, among my family, and then among the people in the audience that we are sharing something. Um, and I don't know. I don't – it sounds maudlin I guess when I say it, but but it really is true. It's true that we are a family and we're sharing this experience at least for 32 years for me. Mm-hmm. And and as you say, the audience is participating in that. Um, many – you'll ask a question and they've been year after year since the very beginning. And But if you haven't been – I wanted to, uh, I, I just want to say it's different. This is the type of Christmas concert where you sit and the beauty of that music absolutely surrounds you, the tranquility. Um, it's, it's just beautiful. So don't uh, be embarrassed if you've never come. I have a, you're I not going to pull everyone on I the saw, stage. Right? I saw a guy mm-hmm. yesterday who's, who's a well known radio character in town and he says, Kurt, I've never been to your show. And I said, well, Bill, I don't really imagine that you would come to my show. No, no, Kurt, I'm going to come this year. And I said, Bill, I'll, I'll get you some tickets. No, no, I'm going to buy it, tickets. So, um, you know, if you, to it. Well, if, you, if, you, if you don't, if you've never come, it's okay. I love, I love to introduce it to people for the first time. I love people who come every year. There are a few people. And then every, maybe every eight to 10 years, people show up. Um, 
I just love it. I like I like sharing that experience. And and if you can't get tickets to the big uh, thing across at the Meganacle, the the LDS Church thing, because uh, not everybody can get tickets, you can come to my show. <laughs> it's happening the same night. Right. Okay. So Thursday night, <laughs> right. December twelfth, Friday, uh-huh. December thirteenth. Then we have a matinee mm-hmm. show Saturday matinee, yes. at two o'clock on yes. the fourteenth, and then eight p.m. on Saturday night. Uh-huh. Four then, different shows. That's right. And then we get back on the road for our world tour. And the World Tour, we're going up north first? Uh, no, we are going south this year. We're going St. George for two, maybe three shows and in Kayenta. And then we do Salt Lake. I got a couple of private gigs. And then we end the show um, up in Park City on the 25th is our last show. Now, before I let you go, Kurt, mm-hmm. uh, you said that you're going to encourage people to let you know what Christmas songs they want to hear. Yes. Is that going to be where? On your Facebook page? It's going to be on my Facebook page, both my public Facebook and my private Facebook for those that are my family. Um, I'm going to do it and starting tomorrow. And so just, and I'm going to keep it open for like a week Okay, great. and let everybody kind of opine. So you can put down your favorite, uh, Kurt Bester from all the albums that I've done, or even new stuff that maybe you want me to do. I just want your input since you're all coming to the show. Un flambeau, Jeanette Isabel. There you go. Okay, you'll do that. All right. Uh, Kurt Bester, his uh, concert again. You said the information about tickets is online at arttix.org. That's mm-hmm. two T's, arttix, T-I-X, yep. dot O-R-G. And find you on Facebook on uh, as Kurt Bester. Kurt, thank you. And I'll be the first to wish you, maybe not, a Merry Christmas. <laughs> and, and, and a happy Thanksgiving and a happy Halloween, all in that order. <laughs> thank you for coming in for the Utah <laughs> Weekly Forum. You bet.